0: Welcome back to Buzzing About Romance. I am Becky.
1: And I am Leah.
0: And um, it's, you know, that was still a bit of a cringy opening. I don't know what's going on. I did it last week, too.
1: It's been a long week.
0: Um, it has been a long week. It has been. I'm kind of a craptastic week on top
1: of it. Not just a long week. So we'll just blame the week.
0: We'll just blame the week. Although this episode is dropping the week or the Sunday after you get back for vacation. So I hope that's not, that a was not test. a crap test. I hope yeah, that I week it, is phenomenal. It'll be
1: wonderful and phenomenal. And I'll do all the reading.
0: All the reading. I,
1: I don't have to pay super close attention to my children. My children. <laughs> I said that word real weird. Sorry.
0: <laughs> so I'm really excited because podcast contributor Carolina is here with us to help she us is. talk about our topic today um welcome back to the podcast carolina
2: hello thanks for having me i'm i'm looking forward to this conversation yeah we it's actually started good. having this mm-hmm. we
0: actually started having this conversation a couple months ago um and we basically had
1: to shut it down
0: <laughs> we had to stop
1: <laughs> we're like stop talking we're gonna do an
0: episode <laughs> right me. yeah we're like um episode episode um so on today's episode we are going to talk about novellas what we like about them, some of the frustrations we have with them, because, you know, I can't do an episode without sharing you what drives me crazy. Um, we also share some of our favorite novella authors and books. And um, so, hey, guys, guess what? Book come coming your way. Blow it up your TBR.
1: You're welcome.
0: It's like it's our job or something.
1: I mean, you'd think we get paid for it. But we don't. <laughs> we don't. We don't. We we just you if know. If we made five cents on every like addition to a TBR that we made, we might actually make money. <laughs> totally
0: quit the day job. <laughs> Caroline is like, no, I don't want that because I don't want to have to pay you for every book you put on my TBR. No.
2: <laughs> like every conversation. Oh, there's another one. Oh, another it, <laughs> it is
1: true. It is almost every single conversation because somehow a book works into the conversation well it just
0: happened before we came on here we were texting back and forth and i recommend it it's going to be my book of the week so i'll talk about it then but it's a rock star romance so i'm pretty sure carolina added it right to
2: her oh you betcha
0: (laughs) right to her tbr so um again you're welcome (laughs)
1: I mean, that is why people keep coming back. If they didn't like us blowing up their TBRs, they wouldn't keep listening to us.
0: No. And you know what, though? It's it turns around. It's really because I get emails all the time from people that'll say, hey, um, have you read this author yet? And it actually happened um, a couple weeks ago. I had seen a teaser blurb cover reveal for a book by Lulu Moore, and mm-hmm. I commented, oh, my God, this cover is gorgeous. I'm obsessed and somebody and it was Carrie who said hey book one in this series is out and it's a secret baby you should totally mm-hmm. read this and I'm like one click You're like how did I not know about this before <laughs> it was billionaire secret baby nanny like seriously
2: that's your Just catnip give
0: me the, really the drugs
2: <laughs> the only thing you need in there is like a kidnapping somehow right? Right? and it's like perfect for you yes.
1: there's, a, there's a book's to plot yeah yeah, right?
2: yeah well it's also it's also great because you can just throw it out there and go I want to read this author that I've never read where do I start like or, or something like that so it's you know I'll take it I'd rather have all the book rec options than none I mean
0: <laughs> honestly I have found just as many new authors as everybody else has
1: we really I mean have. Yeah. Well,
0: well, because it's, I think
1: like of- we'll come across one and then we go down The rabbit hole and never return right but we our tbrs blow up too so it is not just you guys
0: (laughs) no it's not one-sided it's totally mutual um okay so first thing we're going to talk about we're going to break down novellas anthologies and uh we're going to give a little moment in time to category romance because as lee and i were writing scripts for this episode today, mm-hmm. I said, hey, how many words is in a category romance? And she's like, I don't know how many words are in a category romance? Well, and then I was
1: like, typically a category romance is like 200 to 250 pages, which is not quite a novella, but almost.
0: Right. So I just felt like, and a lot of us got our start in category romance. So I felt like we mm-hmm. just have to give it um a, a, a space because there's actually tons of authors some of my favorite authors got their start in category.
1: Well, some of them still write in category. Mm -hmm.
0: Some still write in category. So um, let's just start there because that's the exact backwards way of my notes. I
2: think think my book of the week pick is actually a category romance now that we qualify. look at that. (laughs) That's
0: fantastic, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's, we're gonna start at the bottom of my script. And go up because we will end this episode with some novella authors that we think you guys should be checking out, and some of our favorite novellas. And then it actually came to me that I have not read a ton of novellas. So as I was doing research for this episode, I did create a novella TBR. So I'll let you know who's also on my TBR,
1: and we okay, shall tell you if you should read them or not. I
0: I appreciate. Or you can pass.
1: Or, if it's, can pass, or you could pass.
0: Um, okay, so category romance Cate- category romance are short, usually no more than two hundred pages. look at that leah um mm-hmm. and are about fifty five thousand words. The books are published in clearly uh
1: delineated
0: delineated lines with a certain number of books published in each line every month. Words are gonna be hard tonight, people um In many cases, the books are numbered sequentially within those lines. So um, I actually found some fun ones at my used library sale from the 1980s. And there's Mm -hmm. like swoopy hair. Make sure you follow me over on TikTok because I've been sharing and reading those blurbs. They're hilarious. Hilarious blurbs.
1: Yeah, I actually was like when I was going through my parents' attic the one day looking through some of the categories that my mom has. I was like, these are not good blurb. They did not give good blurb.
0: No, no. I actually convinced uh, Ophelia to buy Mexican Rhapsody because of the most hilarious blurb (laughs) you have ever heard. Like, it was so ridiculous. She's like, I need this book. And she totally bought it. And I'm like, it's from 1984. (laughs) She wasn't even alive yet. No, she wasn't. I was, I was, she was not. <laughs> um, okay. So do you currently read any category romances?
1: I don't think so.
2: Okay, yeah. After we went through that description. No, I don't. My- so cate-
0: you might not realize this, but so your Bennett's the cold fury is category romance.
1: I haven't Love read swept. the cold Prairie.
0: Love swept is a category romance. Well, what a,
1: what about Roan's Harlequin? Would that Roan's considered-
0: Harlequin Lights on Knockbridge Lane is part of Harlequin Special Editions, their Christmas line.
1: So yeah, I do because there are actually some authors that I come across like some of their older books that are a category that I will go back and read.
0: Maisie Yates, she writes a ton in category mm-hmm. for her cowboy romances. Um, right now, so Love Swept is defunct. It does not exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but so Entangled started with category and like Katie Robert and mm-hmm. Samantha Beck and um, Tessa Bailey, they all wrote in Entangle's category. They have. Some a men in uniform line, and they have.
1: oh, I, I read some of those ones. They have another it's a one collaboration too. series that men yeah. in uniform line.
0: Yep. So, um, and then Maya Banks, she got her start in category romance, and um, so right now I believe the only publisher currently producing category romances are Harlequin. Mm-hmm. And those are going to be Harlequin Intrigue, Harlequin Desire, and Harlequin Special Edition. And there might be one other.
1: But I don't think there's more. I think it's just those three now. Because they had like revamped and got rid of some stuff and then moved stuff around.
0: I'm trying to think of my, you know, other thing that I do. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) The other thing. we won't talk about
0: that. <laughs> we can't talk about. It. Okay. So Leah, you got your start in reading romance in category.
1: I did. I read a lot of category hiding in the corner of my bedroom. Cause my mom would get the boxes, like because Harlequin would do like the category boxes each month. And so we would get those boxes. And we all know how fast I read. So even as a young teenager, I would put away a book a day in the category romance world (laughs) and she religiously got that box (laughs) so I religiously read those books
2: so funny
0: um Carolina currently you currently you're not reading category have you read category in the past
2: um I probably have like as a teenager Mm -hmm. you know I think that's you know, as a young a young gal, a young gal. I, I think there's a, a lot that you, um, you know, because you can get it in libraries, you can get it,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, it's readily available, and I'm sure librarians <laughs> I, you know, well, talked to at school, referred them a lot, especially for kids who like to read, because then you could just kind of devour series. Well, but I feel
0: like in the
1: 80s and early 90s, category was pretty much all, like, what you read like if you were reading right. romance you read category romance if you read romance in the 80s and the early 90s
0: well if you think of the trends of publishing the way that a traditional novel was published mm-hmm. is it sat for at least a year in hard copy yeah before it would go on
1: yeah. paperback I would always hate unless, waiting for that
0: paperback unless it was being published as mass pub then mm-hmm. we might get a paperback first but that trend didn't start till the end of the 90s right so Category filled that space in waiting for those hardbacks. The paperbacks. Because who mm-hmm. could, because, well, at the library, they could only afford to buy two or three of them. Mm-hmm. So who could wait? Ebooks didn't exist. And honestly, right. you know, and you needed early... to be
1: put on that waiting list for the book. It was and at the, the end worst. of
0: the 90s or in the early 90s, who could afford $23 for a hardback edition of a book? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot of money. It yeah. is a lot of money. So category has value, especially when paperbacks were king. Mm-hmm. Because these were sold in grocery stores and in drug stores. Well, they you still know. are too. Like yeah. They were on the newsstand. It was an easy thing to pick <laughs> up. And actually, Carolina and I recently <coughs> interviewed Priscilla Oliveras for a happy hour, and she talked about her dad. The category romances were pocket size. And he never left the house without a category romance in his back pocket.
2: Yeah. I love that. The the mass market yeah. size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love I loved that it was her dad that read it yeah. and got her started in reading, like opened the door for her to read romance. Mm-hmm. Um I love That's that. That's not story. something you great. hear very often. No, not at all. usually.
0: Anyway, that interview is still on YouTube. You guys should go over and watch it if you missed it the first time because she was delightful. She
2: she was amazing.
0: Gracious and lovely, and I just love talking to her.
2: And I need book two in that series, like now. I know.
0: I think There's like, more. That.
2: There's more mariachi duels. Yes. It, it, well, it's not it dueling, but it's mariachi. Well, it's one of the sisters. Yeah, it's one mm. of the sisters.
1: Yeah. I November. I accidentally kept November. calling them margarina bands. <laughs> like I couldn't. Like <laughs> Becky and I would have conversations about it, and I could not uh, think of the word mariachi. But the Macarena would stick in my head, and then I you're felt you're killing
2: me. You're killing. Then me.
1: I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I would say that." Because I know I was really wrong.
0: <laughs> okay, it was so- the
1: one time Becky had to correct
0: me. Right, Usually I am I the one get the, get the <laughs> Okay, so um, back, let's- to the <laughs> back to the show. Back to the show. Leah spilling all of our dirty secrets um well, another okay. part of novellas and short stories are anthologies because we're just going to go backwards and end in novellas yeah. Why not? um now i find i find anthologies slightly intimidating because i don't mm-hmm. want to read every author that's in an anthology
1: i never read every author that's in an anthology i'll say it now
0: look at you being a rebel
1: I will machete that anthology.
0: (laughs) I just fell a little more in love with you right now, Leah.
1: (laughs) No, but you know, like truthfully, like I, then one nice thing that I really like about anthologies is if there's an author that you think you want to try, but you do not want to invest in a full book, Mm -hmm. that's the perfect place to do them. But sometimes I have hangups with anthologies because the story isn't finished.
0: Okay, so Leah, read us the definition of what an anthology is, and then we'll start breaking down what the current trends of anthologies are.
1: Okay, a published collection of poems or other pieces of writing. In genre fiction, the term anthology typically categorizes collections of shorter works such as short stories and short novels by different authors, each featuring unrelated casts of characters and settings and usually collected into a single volume for publication. In genre fiction, the term anthology typically categorizes collections of shorter works such as short stories and short novellas by different authors, each featuring un- wait, do we have like two of the exact same like definition? Well, it
0: was both definitions, <clears throat> so I just put them both on there.
1: Okay. I apologize for repeating myself, but basically it's a group of short stories that don't match.
0: Okay. So- I have tried to understand how anthologies work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Here is what I could <clears throat> decipher Anthologies are put up for sale for a limited time, mm-hmm. um, usually somewhere between six to eight weeks in a yeah. time frame. A lot of times they are associated with a charity or mm-hmm. a cause. Yes. After they are up for sale for those six to eight weeks, the stories' rights, so the copyrights of those stories revert back to the author because mm-hmm. while it's in an anthology, the they copyrights do anything with it. Right. And the copyrights are owned by the publisher of the anthology. And usually that's a made-up LLC that is a, a small label that's created just for the purpose of the sales of that anthology. Um <clears throat> Once it comes back down, it is broken up, and then you can re-see these stories published straight from the author. Mm-hmm. Correct? And
1: typically, yes. And actually, typically, a lot of times the author will self-pub those anthology stories. And a lot of times they will add add to them to like self-pub them. Which doesn't always bug me. If like if the story was a finished like piece in the anthology and they like want to revamp it, make it a little bit longer it doesn't bug me but when i go into an anthology and there's a cliffy at the end of it
0: which happened no no no. that happened to heather with Mm -hmm. well
1: yes but we won't talk about that we won't talk about that because that's
0: but yes
1: she was very salty about that (laughs)
0: There was a motor she, a motorcycle one, she read it, it ended on a cliffhanger, and that book does not even hit market, like, to fulfill the story until, like, next spring. It's like spring. two
1: years from now or something like that. Yeah. Oh my goodness. In the author's yeah.
0: publishing order. But author Amo Jones did the same thing. She was in an anthology, ended it on a cliffhanger, or really shortened down the story, and mm-hmm. treated it like a prologue, and then wrote a full book.
1: But... Did she preface it in the anthology thing? Like this is because sometimes authors will do that. Like Laramie Briscoe was in an anthology before her Bradford Fire series started. The piece that was in the anthology said, she even said in like the the front matter of her section, like this is a prequel to my new series it is introducing the characters of that. So it didn't bug me in that one because like I knew going into it, this is not a complete story. This is just the introductory of it. So that didn't bug me. But the Cliffies without, although I hated Cliffy without knowing.
0: But I think Ammo Jones, hers was a situation where her fans read that anthology and demanded and really the full more. story of the characters.
1: Mm-hmm. And I can believe that because there have been two or three authors. I can't, I cannot think of them off the top of my head, but there have been two or three who have said like their readers have been so invested in that like story. They
2: really wanted more.
0: So Carolina, do you read anthologies? Do you pick them up?
2: I typically don't um, because they're just like you, it's kind of, they're intimidating or I only want a couple pieces, like a Mm -hmm. couple stories Um, The times that I I do will be if an author that I already read says, um, hey, people have been asking for this story, and they don't necessarily want to write a whole book on it, Mm -hmm. and they're probably not going to do like a standalone novella for it, but they'll do this in this anthology, um and so you kind of like a character that you've grown attached to in a series gets their story and then mm-hmm. i'll pick up the anthology for that um the best example is um amy dawes's um her soccer series the harris, harris brothers. brothers she did that with vaughn the father mm-hmm. and vaughn and his wife um and if you have read that series you know that she has since passed or you know she's passed by the time the Harris Brothers series is going so you get to see their like love story and how they meet um in their meet cute and like I I picked it up immediately for that yeah um because I already had that connection to the to the character
0: yeah I just I find them a little intimidating and I'm just never sure what to do with them you know Like the latest one that was really big. Now, I will say there is something for authors in an anthology. Mm -hmm. You can get associated to an anthology. If that anthology, because this happened to uh, Mindy McKinley, she was in an anthology. uh, Sweet Obsession, I think, was the name of the anthology. Mm -hmm. It made the USA Today bestseller Bestseller list. list. Mm -hmm. Because her name is on that and associated to it she got her letters so now she can advertise as a USA today best selling author mindy mckinley and that is how a lot i mm-hmm. mean a lot of authors that have usa today best selling on their on their names
1: is because of those anthologies is because
0: of anthologies this was quickly learned and that's why that's why the price point for an anthology is typically 99 cents so they kind of play the the game a little well, bit. but
1: there. in that same vein though like with mindy's case like Mindy writes a really good book but there are some people that maybe wouldn't have picked her up before but if they pick that anthology up and read her like story Mm -hmm. then they are like this is a really good story I'm gonna go read her entire backlist now so right like there's good and bad to anthologies like there's upsides for authors that you haven't like met yet and I mean there's downsides too because like I'll fully admit like I'll skip authors because their story like the little blurb or like the the title just sounds not good and so yeah. I won't read
2: it you know, I like it when there's <laughs> give you a glimpse a glimpse of characters um mm-hmm. that you can discover the world so you can go on and read the series mm-hmm. um, but personally I, I mean in addition to like the the personal pressure of it like I have a hard time DNFing a book like the book has to be really bad Same. I'm I'm like I need to just read through it I can do it and so I feel this pressure to read everything in an anthology and that's and that's me. well that's and
1: that's why I like like hard. smaller anthologies too because like um there was a Christmas anthology that came out this year it was um Bryn Asher, Hope Ford, Layla Frost, um, Lucy Darling, Ella Good and there might have been a, a, a like one more author in that group but they all did separate stories but they all coincided with the same like resort i think but they each wrote stories that were in their own world like layla's like mm-hmm. her story was in the hide and seek world and so like if you hadn't read that you didn't need to read that story and bryn wrote a, a carpino a new carpino like story so if you like the carpino's like but stories like that it was one it was all authors that i love to read So I would have picked it up no matter what. But in that sense, it's only like five or six authors. So you're not overwhelmed by so many stories.
0: So what are your thoughts when an author takes a book that was a novella, it's out that was in an anthology. It's out of the anthology now. When you read it in the anthology, you thought that was a complete story. But now they've added more to it. Do you like that trend? It, It doesn't really matter to you you won't pick it up a second time or <clears throat> do you find it kind of
2: shady? Honestly, I think if it if the new version is written well, then sure, I'll go for it. Or if I like really enjoyed the characters in what was in the anthology and I was itching for more, I'm happy mm-hmm. for it. it. It really, it depends. Like It does,
1: I agree. Because I'll come across a story where, like, I'll I'll finish it and it feels really complete, and I'm I don't need more. But then I'll come across a couple characters where, like, I really wish I had like thirty or forty more pages of these two on like to read. So
0: yeah. here's what happened to me: I got <laughs> was a leading winked.
2: question. <laughs> it was I got hoodwinked.
0: So last summer there was a Father's Day anthology called Knocked Up. It was all Ooh. secret babies.
1: Yeah. I read it. I remember this. There there were some good ones.
0: (laughs) One story in there that I loved.
1: (gasps) Oh, Oh, yes. This is a really
0: good story. Then a couple months later, there's like a book with the same title by the same author with the same characters. So I'm like,
1: what's what is this? What what is this? this?
0: So I read this book. She changed it. She changed Mm -hmm. it from what it was in the anthology to what it was now, and I'm not saying it was for the better. I'm saying I got hoodwinked. That one was not for
1: the better. I agree with that statement. We did angry about it because that one it was it was a solid story that we did not need the addition of chaos that was added in.
0: No, I'm still a little bitter about it. I feel like you know betrayed.
1: Carolina, she just added the anthology part because of that.
0: Yeah. Just so she could
2: rant. so she could say that. Mm -hmm. I I just need to get it off
0: my chest. You guys are tired of hearing me. I need other people to hear me too. Maybe somebody else got hoodwinked by an anthology and they needed someone to relate to.
1: If you got hoodwinked by an anthology, please email Becky at becky at bookcaseandcoffee.com and tell her all about it so she can commiserate with you.
2: Yes. Or send her a DM on Instagram. Or you
1: can slide into her DMs. Slide into her DMs. We all like
0: that. These are the worst sometimes. (laughs) You're still my book festies, but you're also the worst.
2: Yeah, well, we just got hoodwinked into that (laughs) part of the conversation.
0: (laughs) She might have. But Leah actually had pre notes because she knew I was adding it for that reason.
1: Sadly. She didn't tell me about it. I just knew it was going to happen. It was coming. It's like Becky and I kind of share a brain and it is very scary. It is very scary. Some moments. But thinking of that, so I'm going to go off on something else because apparently that is the theme of tonight. But so I was describing something that my husband did or was doing and she's like, are you sure that we did not marry the same person? I'm like, have we not established that we pretty much have? because she's like my mic would do that i'm like well my mic did do this
0: yeah for those of you don't same. know
1: becky and i are both married to mics
0: but different mics but the same
1: right but <laughs> becky doesn't always remember my mic's name
0: i don't it's a hard name to remember don't remember my mic's name ever." <laughs> Okay,
1: now let's go back to novellas because that is okay. the point of being here tonight.
0: The main point of this conversation was novellas. So let's let's get to the meat of our discussion.
1: Okay. Who wants to
0: read about novellas? I will, I'll do it
1: unless Carolina wants to. I feel like we're really taking charge of this conversation and Carolina's just kind of hanging out with us. It's fine. Throwing
2: some stuff in there. <laughs> it's true. Okay, so-
1: A novella, the term novellina comes from 1353 in Italy. A novella is a standalone piece of fiction that is shorter than a full-length novel, but longer than a short story. Novellas incorporate many narrative and structural elements of novel-length stories, but they often focus on a single point of view. This is based on the U.S based writers of America, novellas are short novels from 17,500 or 20,000 words, usually up to about 40,000 words or 100 to 200 pages. Technically, there's no universal definition of novella, and novellas will not always be divided into chapters. But if there are books there are a lot of books floating out there that are like 56, 66 pages that are t- called novellas, but those you could actually categorize as a noveletta, which is just like a mini novella. I added that part myself.
2: Look at you yeah.
1: improving!
2: Well, mm. and I have, like, I'm looking at my list um, and I have some novelettas on mine. Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I classify, I classify them all together because which it's is just, it's, Basically, if you're under 200 pages in well, my world,
0: it's and I a novella. Was, I was scouring across the Zahn <laughs> this evening in prep for this episode. And on average, I was coming to about 108 pages, mm-hmm. particularly yeah. when there are those collections of novellas.
1: Like the collaboration series. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: So they, on average, 108 because I wrote down like page numbers. Anyway. Was my nerdy moment. Okay. So, because my question was, is this a short story? Or I think it's funny. Is this a short novel or a long short story? I don't know. What are they? They're delightful. Does, <laughs> they're delightful. Really...
2: They can't. You know what? I feel like novellas are either I love them or they're just they're like I just, just waste not good. a half
1: an hour of my life.
2: Right. <clears> they <throat> are like. Either they do a really good job or they don't. So I'm on the spectrum of it.
0: I am on the spectrum of the one thing that I really love about novellas. And I blame Heather for
2: this. (laughs) Is you can
0: find little tiny niches of kink in novella that are not in mainstream. Well,
1: and I will say that like a daddy book is typically a novella. I haven't read a lot of full length Daddy kink books.
0: Well, Heather sent me a list of wrecks that are nurse, nursing nurse kink k- nursing kink.
1: Well, and oh. when we went down that dub con non con rabbit hole, those were all novellas.
0: No, some of those are three hundred and eight pages. Were they? Yeah, <laughs> wrong. I think that's the all? only one that was a novella. No, heaven, heaven and hell
1: were both short. Sure. I'm gonna look it up because you I'm, have to look that up I'm because prove you wrong. <laughs> I
0: thought the same thing, but they weren't. They were longer. Wrong, I think, is the shortest one. Anyway, I don't um,
1: believe you.
0: So let's they talk about our too ex- easy because they were dirty. <laughs> they were, dirty were, reads fast.
1: It really does.
0: Dirty reads fast. Um Heavet, so t- heaven is 57 pages. Okay. How many pages is hell?
1: Here, I'm getting there
0: okay while she's looking what are our expectations of a novella like when you go into a novella carolina why do you pick up a novella
2: um i typically pick them up when i'm in between books like i want something we we we, i think we've called it the palate cleanser sometimes Mm -hmm. um and or i'm not ready to i'm not ready to commit commit to a regu- a full-length novel um regular book and i just but i want something else although the other week i was like i'm not ready to commit to a book but then i just binged like six note novellas right after each other <laughs> so i'm like i just read a novel um <laughs> uh, i don't know it was they were good so i kept going through it um so usually it's something like that. I t- I, and I also tend to like skew either I want something um, light and fun and flirty or that has a little bit more spice to it. So I'm looking for something like that, or I go a different direction and read something that I wouldn't normally read, like a shifter romance, um, just to get me out of my patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah
0: no I'm with you so actually as we were prepping for this episode I came to the realization I don't read a ton of novellas now I'm a little bit of a faster reader and I do tend to read some category romances still um so you know 200 pages 108 pages it's still just you know a couple hours (laughs) for me um but I don't read a ton of novellas but the ones I do I do what Carolina did like uh Heather sent me this mountain obsessed mountain man series of novellas there are eight Mm -hmm. I read all eight like I stayed up till 2 a.m. last night reading all eight
1: (laughs) well because it's one of those things like you go down the rabbit hole and you can't
0: stop well and I tend I have found that a lot of my novellas are overly sexy dirty novellas like it is
2: we meet, shocking. We hit it, shocking.
1: I'm gonna breed you.
2: <laughs> yes, there's, I a lot I of noticed kink. that
1: there's a lot of breeding kink in novellas. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so I,
2: well, and I would also say that I, for the ones that I end up binging a full series of novellas, is usually from the same author. Um, yeah. The series that have like, as a collection or a group of authors. Um, I might read one, but then if I go to the next one and I don't like that author's book, then I sometimes just won't continue with the series. Mm-hmm.
1: Like,
2: it, I'll go as long as I like the story, but then when I hit that roadblock, I'm like, okay, I'm out. A lot See, of those,
1: those... Co- collaboration series, like I jump around. Like I don't read those in order because- They're well, very
0: well, hit or miss for me.
1: Yeah. Those collab-
0: Because- like you say, so we see them. There was one last year that was man of the month and every month there was a new novella from a different author, but they all took place in the same small town, but characters never really repeat. Like I didn't get it a never character. Over,
1: there was a lot of overlap. Yeah, No,
0: it was just the same town. So the places were the same. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. And then there's was there's been one that was like man candy, and I'm reading one right now that is um, they're all Navy Seals. Now the mm-hmm. Navy Seal one does have characters, some shared characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, but the man but candy also, one I read didn't. But I think I, think I read that one too, on and it didn't.
1: It was weird. It's bad. The collaboration authors too, though, because there are like some authors who collaborate a decent amount, and so like as like as each collaboration occurs like there's more crossover like as you mm-hmm. go further down because they feel more comfortable with that crossover
0: well in these collaborations these grouping of things like there were eight different groups of novellas that came out at christmas time this last year
1: it has become a a big thing and it's one of those things like i like it but i don't like it at the same time because i, would I feel like rather... i feel like we're inundated with them
0: Yeah. And they just, there were some, it was kind of half and half again. It was a, it was a situation where I picked up one collaboration that was a Christmas one or no, it was family holiday or something. And it was so hit or miss. It was so Mm -hmm. hit or miss. Like two of them were good, but like the other six were, you know, not great. And I'm just Mm -hmm. like,
1: see when I come across those anymore like if it's an author that I like I'll read their story but I don't read the other ones
2: or if it's an author that has been on my TBR and I just haven't picked them up yet like mm-hmm. this is the place I'll give them a chance although that's also tough because we we can like as you get into like actually developing a novella it's not easy like mm-hmm. I, I almost like I said I either love them or or hate them. Not hate them. That's a strong word, but. Um. Well, so talk about that. What are some of
0: the disappointing things in a novella? Cause we do have authors that listen to the podcast and maybe they're thinking about writing some novellas. So what are some pieces in a novella that you as a reader, it kind of that, that misses the mark for you? You don't hate it because you're not going to hate things, but they just, they fall short or fall flat. So what are some of those things?
2: um it's almost hard to articulate sometimes I was trying to think about how to say this um you really have to think about I find that you have to think about the tropes that you're including in this Mm -hmm. because um some of the favorite ones you, you only you have a very short time to develop characters so one you have to develop these characters they can't just you know um come together and And have the steam and be done like they have to progress somewhere to it
0: um well in our plotting a book with Sawyer that I'm doing one of the things she said was in a novella you don't have time to develop the backstory right so that's why second
2: chance second chance like in a novella second chance so where you already have an established relationship and things can pick up right away Or you think about the instant connection or like the fated meets. So Mm -hmm. it's like we walk into a room and bam, like this is, you know, I see you across the room. I see you in the coffee shop. And I just know, like, I have to um, be with you are really, really important.
1: Truthfully, I don't really believe a novella if there isn't either like they've known each other forever or it's an instant connection like I don't always trust like the HEA if there's a lot like if there's a lot of story building going on because I go into a novella not needing that like I want Mm -hmm. to almost come into it like with like the story already progressing
2: yeah and I also feel like it's really hard when you get um storylines that get too kitschy if mm-hmm. you will um and they almost become instead of being fun and playful and kind of like a rom-com they become too um you can almost get a little too over the top sometimes novellas are good over the top you know because you, you know going into this this is like okay this is
0: But it feels very tongue-in-cheek and almost like fodder.
2: Yeah, Yeah, because you can't develop it. Um, Right. It just, it becomes a little too much and you're like, okay, I come on. I
0: I also find sometimes when an author writes a novella, it feels to me that maybe they weren't in, maybe they didn't have inspiration enough to write a whole book. So instead of just tabling the project and saying, I'm going to come back to you, it's okay. I'll just write this as like two short stories instead of a whole series. And then we kind of get this, it feels like it's patchworked together. Mm-hmm.
2: The The other thing I wonder for authors who don't write novellas full time, because there's some authors who only write novellas, um, but for authors that write full length novels, and then will do the occasional novella to be part of a collection or, um, that, you know, do they spend as much time developing, you know, sending it to an editor, sending it to their beta readers, sending it, like doing all of those same steps that they would for a novel. Because I've also been disappointed with Mm -hmm. authors that I love. And then I read their novella and I'm like, okay, this is just not their best work. But I think
1: part of that goes to the case though too, is there are some authors that excel at novella writing. Yes. Because I've also read authors who I, I love their novellas, but they're full length books. I, I could not give or take them, but there are yeah. authors who like, they just don't have that knack for developing the story with that few words. Like they need the words to get those characters developed. They need those words to get the story developed.
0: And I think authors that write both some of my favorite, and it's one that Leah's is going to bring up, she writes a sh- shorter novel. Her full-length novels are about 260 to 290 pages. Never more.
1: Am I going and
0: to? You are. But she writes, she's written a series of novellas that are holiday-themed that are delightful. Oh, okay. But yeah, she writes shorter books. So I think that getting a lot of words into a small amount of pages, she has a knack for. Mm-hmm. So, um,
1: but I think there are just, (laughs) excuse me, I think there are just some authors that they click with that small Mm. wordage and it, it makes, they can, they can make magic
2: happen. Yeah. And you have to keep it moving, Mm -hmm. um, because, because you only have so many words, so many pages, like the action can't stall Mm there. like Something has to be happening. Um, yeah. And, and and going well and
1: that's the thing like a novella like every word every chapter like it has to have meaning like there, you can't just it has to have purpose it has to have purpose like you can't have those like filler paragraphs those filler mm-hmm. chapters in a novella because it, it muddies it down so much and then you're like what is the point of this I mean I feel that way in a regular book though too right but I can deal with filler in a book I don't like filler in my novellas
0: So one of the things is is there is a podcast called Read Me Romance that Mm -hmm. does novellas to audiobook. They are typically an hour-long, maybe a Mm two-part, where it's an in-between story, though. It's not really like a fresh, new idea. It's typically like their novellas on there are more like an extended epilogue. So what is your thought on novellas that are really just extended actually, epilogues.
1: There are a lot of the uh, the the books that they do on there that people write specifically for that though too. Oh, so okay.
0: Cuz like the few that I've listened to were yeah. just extended epilogues or mm-hmm. launching there are a new some series
1: where like they write it specifically for that podcast. But okay. I think but they but they run the gamut. Like they do the, like where it's an extended epilogue for it. They do the the prequel ep- like series. Like they do the, I'm going to, I'm going to write this just for this type of thing.
0: So what but, are your thoughts on the novella? That's really the extended epilogue. I don't think that counts
1: because it's just a, it's just an extended epilogue. Like, I, but it's
0: it, a separate book with a separate title. And but I think that's a cockpit. separate ISBN number. So you think I it's think cheating? That's
1: a I think it's cheating. Like, I mean, <laughs> authors are welcome to do that, but I, I think it's cheating because honestly, like if you want to do an extended epilogue, that's fine. Just put it like as a book funnel download. I yeah. i am I am happy to download a book funnel download to get more of those characters, but I don't want to I don't want to buy another extended epilogue that is just more of like those characters.
0: I mean, Julia Quinn did it with her uh Bridgerton series, Bridgerton series,
1: and I have not read those because I don't need it. <clears throat> but that's just me. I'm a little salty about that. <laughs> I'm so glad I
0: brought this up. <laughs> I don't really
1: get too okay. salty about very many things but this one i do
0: yeah carolina do you have an opinion on novellas that are really just extended epilogues?
2: uh no thank you <laughs> no thank you
0: is that a no thank you i don't have an opinion or no thank you don't do it
2: don't no thank you don't do it
0: <laughs> no thank you don't do it wow. she's
2: like no thank you
1: leah covered it all and yeah, i don't need to, add much it much to i it don't anything.
2: need it i have nothing of substance to add to that <laughs>
1: I don't really think I had substance to add. I just needed to say it.
0: Well, look at me giving you space <laughs> to be salty. I feel like my petty I know, bitchiness it's usually is real. Rub- I'm rubbing <laughs> off on you, right? The thing is, is people do not understand. Everyone thinks Leah is the nice one because I have a big mouth that I just say whatever I want to say.
1: It's really I'm not nice.
2: She is a petty bitch, you guys. I am. It is the truth. <laughs> I really well, am. What I will say about, novellas, I'm just more
1: subtle, so people don't know it.
2: <laughs> oh my god. Um, what I will say is, um, as a reader, I am more likely to try different tropes or subgenres that I wouldn't normally read. So, um, like, I went down the rabbit hole of some shifter romance. Thanks, Leah. Mm-hmm. For those, you're welcome. Um, well, I started one, and then Leah gave me. It's on my list to talk about um, that was just even like amazing. Or you talk about different, um, you know, kinks, or you talk about different, um, just different tropes that I wouldn't normally read because I, I don't.
1: You're not sure if you're gonna like it, so you I'm don't not sure invest. if I'm gonna like it. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so I might. That's where it gives me a shot of kind of trying it out and seeing how I feel about it. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I don't disagree with you there. I,
0: you know, it's a way, uh, there was a novella last year, Love and Color, and it was all queer romance stories, but there were just different ones and ones that, you know, might not have a mass market appeal, but there was such great stories in that. And I actually found three or four authors that, were in it that I just adored. And one of my favorite people, Zio Axelrod wrote a book in it and I keep bugging her like, please do something more <laughs> with this book. It was so good. So um, yeah, I mean, I I like that novellas give us a chance to try other things. And like I said, I've found some dirty kinky ones that are not mainstream, Mm-mm. not mainstream,
2: well, yeah, it, that's so, so interesting, but also searching for the, um, Amazon one hour reads or Amazon two hour reads, like mm-hmm. a b- bestseller lists can be a dangerous thing because yes, that's, I, yes, I find myself getting, <clears throat> like,
1: that's oh, why no. I avoid that list at all
2: costs. <laughs> yeah, I actually no, looked at it it's today. It's like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> like, oh no, I think I'm going to add this one and this one and this one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. I actually in prep for this episode, hit my 20 limit on my Kindle Unlimited for the first time in like months, <laughs> months, because I just kept hitting download, download, download. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Anyway. Okay. So let's get to everyone's favorite part where we're going to blow up their, t- uh, their TBR of novellas and novella authors. Um, so I don't care who starts start. Let's start with authors. Hey, Just, Carolina, it,
1: you can start
0: general authors that if, if they're writing it, you're reading it or could be your favorite. Like you trust when you see that author name in a novella that it's going to be good. So who you got?
2: Oh my gosh. Um, I, I've got a few. Just um, throw them all out there. I know. I'm going to throw them all out there. Hope Ford is a favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, On my TV. I, I like are. hers. I haven't gotten to yeah. her yet. Um Leah introduced me to Fiona Davenport. Thank you very much.
1: They're delightful. That's um, a that is a duo, by the way. A duo. Yeah. Uh
2: Whitney G, she does novellas and full length. She in... does
1: she does a good novella.
2: Yeah, she does. I'm just gonna
1: make comments all um, the whole way down. Uh
2: Mimi Kinley, you know, get huh. a little hot under the collar with those. Yeah. Um I haven't read her in a while, but um Alexa Riley is also on my list. Um, well, because
1: they are not on Amazon, so they are harder to find.
2: She but... used to be on Amazon. Well, it's um, a it's but...
1: a it also is a they. Or, it's a different oh, Well they, I'm sorry. Sorry.
2: They thank you. <laughs> um they used to be on Amazon. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've so they're still don't delightful. They're yeah. I don't know about the current ones, but the ones that I've read previously.
0: um, I believe they're available on Apple Books. So you have to go buy them. And And I believe they're like.
2: On Barnes and Noble. Mm -hmm. I think they're. And
0: and their books are not expensive either. You're talking Mm like a dollar, maybe two dollars. Like
1: they are brand new ones. Typically $2.99 is where they max. So,
0: yeah. But you can,
1: they have a lot of free ones and like 99 cents, but they just had an arranged marriage one it was delightfully dirty
0: yeah is that your list so that's that leah my list just apparently commentated on
2: no i well and they you know I, you could go on and on and on and on, on but and
0: on. i'm just gonna give you my tbr list leah and then you can take over the rest okay. um Alec, alexa Paget is on okay. my tbr she has a bunch out there of novellas mm-hmm. i think she only does novellas i believe so Jessica kane i have not gotten to her yet Ooh,
1: she has some really really dirty ones like she toes the line into the the dub con non-con sometimes but she has a lot of kink Just got bumped also.
0: up on my list she lucy darling
1: Ooh, those are really good she um there's a lot of breeding kink in those ones because her hair her heroes are always super over the top and like there's never condoms. they're like i'm just going to knock you up this very first time we have sex every you single time those?
0: uh and cat baxter is another one that is on my tbr
1: honestly cat baxter is a hit or miss for me every once in a while i come across one that yeah. i i don't they're never bad but it's like, I just don't love it as much as some of the other ones, but I okay. can give you a list of the good ones.
0: Leah, yeah, please give us that one. your list of off of novella authors, which okay. I tried to limit her people. I tried.
1: She did, but you guys said a lot of them. Like those are like, I read all of those ones. Although the Alexia Padgett one, like I haven't read her, so she'll go on my TBR. Okay. So if you really love a shifter romance, um, Cameron Hart and Shaw Hart have a um, writer. They duo as a pen name, Sky Alter Adler. I can't even remember how like, to say it, but Adler. they do Adler. They do really good shifter romances. Sometimes they're not
2: as good. Yeah. But, they're hit or miss for me, mm-hmm,
1: but Fiona Davenport, who is Rochelle Page and Al Christensen, they write together under that pen name. They have some amazing shifter romances. So if you like a shifter romance, but you don't like a full-length shifter romance, check all of those out. And all of the Fiona Davenport ones are in KU. Um, Myra Stratham, I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't know. She does a lot of instant connections, um, actually a decent amount of enemies to lovers also, but those are always really good. She is an author, like if she writes a book, I'm going to read it. Nicole Rose, also, is really high into. She's age gap over the top. Um, it's almost ninety nine percent of the time, aversion heroin.
0: I see a. I see Leah's kinks coming to the top <laughs> of the bucket.
1: Okay, but so there's a lot of breeding kink in those ones too. But they are you all don't delightful. Say. <laughs> I do say it's delightful
0: and it's breeding. You don't
1: say. Okay. Um, here, I'll give you, there's, I read a lot of novellas, people. You do. Um, This is,
0: this is Leah's episode. This is her time to shine.
1: So Ella Good is on the same level as Lucy Darling with her, with, um, her writing style. They actually, I. I think they might write together every once in a while, but I don't know. Cause I don't know if those are pen names, real names, if they're one person, two people, there's not a lot of information out. And I haven't really went down that rabbit hole of like, I need to know who these people are, but Ella good is another one. If she writes it, I will read it. Tori Baker. She has an MC series. She's actually working on the second generation series. Now. She has a cowboy series that you would like Carolina. It is deeper, oh. harder. I don't remember the other two, but they are really good. Is there breeding
0: kink in that one?
1: Mm, No, I don't think those ones are because Tori Baker doesn't typically do the breeding kink, but all of her um, heroes were extremely possessive. Like do not touch her type of possessive. Rochelle Page does write by herself who actually one of my favorite books of her, she wrote with Aurora Rose Reynolds in the uh, Underground Kings world. It is Infatuation. It is very, very good. But she writes a hockey series of like novellas (laughs) that it's instant connection that you'll just really enjoy. And then Elle Christensen, who is the other half of Fiona Davenport, she has also a Cowboy's it's called the ranchers only series caroline is like writing this
2: down <laughs> my tbr is blowing up already too.
1: <laughs> but there's a ranchers only series that she writes that is delightfully dirty there might be some breeding kink in that one but i'm not sure um
0: <laughs> can we go to our books now yeah if, if we... you have
1: if you need a novella just ask me
0: I was gonna. Because and if honestly, we don't cover one is- of your authors in our book lists of favorite novellas, then we can come back to your author list. How's that?
1: Because I'm not done.
0: We Why know. am I not
2: surprised? <laughs> like I said, you don't I understand. Read-
0: Leo will be like, I'm in a funk. So I read eight novellas, and I'm like, Jesus Christ! It's only ten a.m. I just made my first cup of coffee. It's just like well.
1: I usually can only put away like three in a morning.
0: Yeah. And I have trouble making a cup of coffee. So different, (laughs) not the same.
1: Okay. But honestly, in all truthfulness, if you are looking for a novella author and you have an idea of what you're looking for in the book, let me know and I will email you.
0: She will match your kink to a novella. (laughs)
2: Or slide into her DMs.
0: It's like mm-hmm. a matchmaking service. We should do that. Oh. I can match your kink. Oh, sweet Jesus. What did I just get myself into? Okay, everybody, send us, email us your kinks to the bees at bookcasingcoffee.com. And Leah will respond back with a matching novella that for you. That could be a
2: whole episode. It could that be could a be whole
0: episode.
2: It's like we a blind
0: date. That like, would be
1: so much fun.
0: I love it. We'll blind we will blind date an episode. We've got some openings coming up.
1: <laughs> we do.
0: <laughs> because of my lack of planning. Okay, let's talk favorite novella books that we have read. Carolina, kick us off.
2: I'm kicking us off because I'm taking it from Leah's recommendation and off her list, Fiona Davenport, mm-hmm. the Shifted Love Series. So good. I've um read a few different shifter romance novellas I kind of went down a binge read they were they're all like good or okay then I read this series and I think it's like eight or nine books Mm -hmm. and um I was also pissed at Leah because when she (laughs) told me about it the whole series hadn't released yet so um I had to wait for a few books but It's it's still not done I I know it's a problem um but it it's also, I, I love it because well-written, interesting. Mm-hmm. They, um, they really play, you know, on the fated mates um, and that connection. There's one where um, the, the, uh, the, I think he's, I don't remember, like maybe the wolf or something, but anyways, he rejects his mate. And she makes them work for it, which, mm-hmm. which was amazing. Um, but they also have other, besides typically like the shifters are like wolf, bear or bunny or like rabbit. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one has like a tiger and some falcons. And so that's also really interesting as well. So that's one.
1: Okay. What is number two?
2: Um, it, well, this is in, in no, no, particular no particular order. order um the 30 day boyfriend by whitney g um it is um the co-workers and he needs he needs somebody to be his fake fiance
1: i think yeah
0: he does 30 days
2: (laughs) and um really really good really fun um enjoyed that one 100% Whitney G writes a good book she yeah.
1: writes she has one where it's like it's the neighbor or like no it's her like dad's best friend but they don't know who it is and they're like having like dirty conversations about like a I think she's a romance novel and she's like asking questions it's oh a, that
2: is a good one. Oh, oh I've read that one it's um, a re,
1: it's kinky
2: and that one's very very good Becky's like I lost control
0: (laughs) (laughs) did I ever really have it when I picked this topic
2: yeah Uh, it's gonna be a long episode I need to find the name of that one because Becky
0: you need to read that one Mm -hmm. Um, okay while you're looking I'm gonna talk about some of my recent novellas because I don't have a ton okay so father the bride by Chloe Maine it is delightful it is dirty it is Mm -hmm. age gap freaking there's some
1: breeding in there isn't there
0: no not in that one actually Chloe mean was sharing on her instagram this week about a review that somebody commented it would be nice i don't need they didn't want him to use condoms and he did and she's like (laughs) it is shelved on a shelf that says i wrote this why don't we not tell me how to write my books anyway that was funny um I know she's been clouded in a little bit of controversy, but I did like Dana Isley's Nick and Holly series. She had mm-hmm. Dipped in Holly and Cupid something that was really, they were very sexy and very good. And I don't mind that it's a continuing on of the same two characters in these novellas. Um, Sadie King, the whole Mountain Man Obsession series. There are eight books. They are big, burly lumberjacks. Which,
2: they love Okay, which big. one? which which i think she has multiple mountain she does man have series. multiple
0: mountain men this is the mountain <laughs> man obsessions okay okay they are delightful lumberjack mountain men. you have to give carolina
1: specifics
0: so okay. she writes the correct one down um shayla black's forbidden confessions series of novellas i really enjoy enjoyed seducing the bride and tempted by the billionaire Janika Snow's Real Men series. My favorite is Lumberjack, Baby Baby Fever, and Experience. Do we see a pattern
1: for Becky here?
0: Bound by My Boss by Mimi Kinley. (laughs) And Restless by Chloe Summer. Again, most of those have involved breeding kink. Okay, those are all my notes.
2: And I would also add on Mimi Kinley, Naughty on New Year's. That, oh, that just all excellent. the mini books
1: i have something in my mind have you read
2: have you <laughs> read her new british ones
0: Mm-mm. they're very good they're very good you it's just friends, read all of them friends go to the uk to um for sightseeing and they pick up some and they british sightsee.
2: um they see okay. some sights so the whitney g one where she's the author he helps her get over her writing block, but he's the, her father's best friend Mm -hmm. is, um, can I come over? Oh yeah. Yeah. Can you? Can you come (laughs) over? Yes, he can. Yeah.
1: And he does.
2: You need to add that to your TBR, Becky. Just
1: read it tonight. (laughs) You'll get it done.
0: (laughs) Okay, Leah. Well, Carolina, do you have any other more, any other books to recommend? in your list because leah's gonna it's gonna no, become the leah I, show
1: it's not i pared down
2: um talked about that one that one that one um the Hope ford one i like um it's a newer release i think it was from this year um only one night um it's a one night stand um and it's she's um a curvy woman he she finds out he is also a football player oh yeah um So that one is delightful. That's that's a good little four book series. I like that one. Yep.
0: Okay, Leah, what you got?
1: Okay, so I did pare downs. I gave so many authors, but these ones, like none of these are your typical um, novella authors. These are just novellas that I really like to read. So Bryn Asher is one author who writes I love her books, but she actually writes a really strong novella. But the one that I picked for tonight is Until Avery, which if you read anything in the happily ever alpha world, I'd say probably about 50% of those books are novellas. So if you, that is one of the best ways that I find new authors because I adore that world. And so I will find so many new authors, excuse me, through that. So Until Avery it is delightful and wonderful. Um, Katie Robert also writes a really good novella and your dad will do.
0: Is that a novella? Is that considered a novella? Uh, uh Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Her taboo
1: treats are all like right at the cusp of the novella world. Um, Mary Carr, we have talked about this book before, but making his play.
0: Yes. Oh, that book.
1: See, I told you. I went like I went this one. That
0: book still lives in my head rent-free. It is one of the best hockey romances mm-hmm. that I read when I was prepping for the hockey draft and yeah. I mean, I read a ton of hockey romance, but that book
1: it was really really good. So good. Okay, so then Crystal Daniels and Sandy Alvarez, like these are a duo who write books together, but they none of their books are super long. Um, So this specific one was in the cocky hero world, which I have noticed that every, so I'd say about 25% of the cocky hero world, um, people are actually write novellas too, but cocky outlaw, it has some slight ties into their MC series that they have written, but it is a separate entity to it, but it is very, very good. And it's actually noveletta length. I think it's only like 60 some pages. So if you want to give these two authors a try, this is the best way to do it. Um, just I actually found this author through Alexa Riley's, um, Instagram because I just love her watching her Instagram because Leah is just ridiculous. <clears throat> but, um, she just, has a taboo series that is so freaking dirty and amazing and wonderful. It's on KU right now. So, just go down that rabbit hole. The first book in the series, it's a step brother. No, it's an age gap. He calls her Bunny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll just I'll just put that out there. <laughs> um, Jana Aston, who Becky mentioned earlier, writes Christmas novellas, and I just think they are wonderful and hilarious. I will say my one complaint is they are only in one point of view, but I can get over it because they're hilarious. And she, the one of the new reindeer falls Christmas novellas actually has, there's goats in it, people, goats and the goat names are half the fun.
0: Um, and we'll be featuring those in our Christmas in July episode. So make sure you stay tuned for that.
1: We will. Um, let's see. And then Kay Webster has a Taboo Treats Dirty novella series, which is also like, there's a lot of kink in those two, like their age gap. There's some, I don't think there's any breeding kink, but there's there's a lot of other kinks in there. Yeah, as you can see, the novellas where all the kink comes out. Just, just throwing that out there. <laughs> Excuse me. And then one last one if I can find it cuz I lost it. So Hope Jones, right? She's an author who she actually hasn't put anything out for a while, but she um put out a book called Surrendering to Him. It's from Boom Factory Publishing, but it's not in the Until World, but um it is a really good novella. It is actually how I found her and I just I really connected with the characters and the way she wrote them. Um, And she has like two or three books that are also novellas out. But so that's, that's what I have. Like I said,
0: I pared it down. You did. You really did. I expected to still be here. Um, Okay. So you will be able to find all of these recs uh, book lists and author lists. We'll link their Amazon pages and we will link uh, the titles that we actually mentioned in our on the shelf show notes for this episode um so if we talk too fast and you didn't your pencil didn't write fast enough we will provide a full list in our on the shelf show notes
2: mm-hmm. you need it. <laughs> <laughs> carolina's like thanks
0: because i need this i
2: couldn't could write fast enough <laughs> i'm sorry um,
0: okay so carolina is going to stick around through our outro with us and we are going to Get all of the good things out into the world, announcements and things that um, we need to tell you. There is a special entry for summer reading at the bottom of our on-the-shelf show notes. We are going to ask you a question specific to this episode. Once you listen all the way through, you will want to go to our on-the-shelf show notes for this episode and enter your answer to the question for an extra entry into summer reading challenge. This will be um, an extra thing just for listening to the podcast. We do ask that you not share this or tag us on social media about this question. Just answer the question for the extra entry. Cause you know, all
2: of you who are like, manic about this challenge (laughs) this gives you an extra it's like a secret entry it is secret entry right right
1: and all of you we love love you you're psycho crazy
2: crazy (sighs)
0: um as we record this for our bookish thing with a friend they are discussing wild for their bookish things with friends so I think it's great (laughs) it's awesome um you're okay wish
1: that you were talking wild though
0: I'm going to go catch up at some point in the next day or two. Um, it is now week three of summer reading challenge. You were going for book of the week. We're not doing that was. You
1: got me excited for nothing.
0: It is week three of summer reading challenge. We have survived the first two full weeks.
1: We have survived the chaos that the hive has created.
0: They have. It's like a swarm. Um, This week's sponsoring authors are Rebecca Hefner and Mariah Ankeman. And uh, make sure you check our week three web posting on our website and follow them all the places for your entries for those. Um, And we will be live four times this week. So actually, one of the authors that sponsored week two, her live is not until um, week three because I had scheduling things due to family and life um so mariah will be live on instagram on the 13th at 1 30 uh on june 13th i will be again on instagram with harlow james at 9 30 that evening and these then all
2: eastern times right yes these are mm-hmm. all
0: eastern times so monday june 13th i'll be live at 1 30 and then again at 9 30 on june 15th We are doing a TikTok Live with Rebecca Hefner, and that is, again, at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. And then, extra bonus, Plot a Book Live on TikTok with myself and Sawyer Bennett. That will be on Thursday, June 16th at 9.30 p.m. And there is a survey thing on our website. Make sure you go over and fill that out about Plot a Book to help us pick the names of the characters. Because... That's really hard. We're going to do character development for our plot of book novella. Anyway, <laughs> And I'm not writing a book. This is bonkers, but it's fun. It was really fun. The first episode was really fun. And you actually can watch the replay on our YouTube channel. So now, Leah,
1: it's, it's that, that time. time for book of the week. week. Carolina's Only. never got to see that in person.
0: She hasn't. She's dying. Like, what is wrong with you two?
1: (laughs) But sadly, like, that's what we look like every time we do it.
0: I think we're like 365 weeks without...
1: Um, We're going to get to like 9,000 weeks and still not have a... A We'll have to do it ourselves, Becky.
0: Yeah. So, Carolina, since you are our guest, tell us your book of the week.
2: Well, in the spirit of novellas, I'm going to... (laughs) Um, share one, actually a series that I recently binged, which it started with just reading one, two in my, Mm -hmm. in between books. And then six or seven later, I finished the series. (laughs) Um, and it is, uh, by Sadie King, who we've mentioned in this episode. Um, and part of the reason I was qualifying Becky, which series you were recommending, was she was going to have to
1: change her book of the week.
2: No, I wasn't. Um, but it is Men of Maple Mountain um, is the series mm. that I just binged. Um, and there is one, I think it's book five, where there is a little um, BDSM dynamic going on. Um, the, the first ones are not as, as spicy. Um, But that one does have some kink into it. Um, But they are, you know, the possessive mountain men.
0: Okay, the series I did read was the men of the men of Maple Mountain. That is the series I was talking about. (laughs) Book one, he's obsessed and he's an alpha and he like stalks her up the mountain.
2: Yeah, well, and there's one that's the photographer and yeah. she like takes pictures, and when she discovers um um, it's a. It's I like a it when they reaction. stalk him. It makes what? me. I don't know what it
1: is. Yeah, I like a
0: stalker. <laughs> oh my god. I really like a stalker too. I'm I'm not ashamed to say it. That's a I good book like of the week. In real life.
2: I found but- that
0: series because of Heather.
2: I found that series because of Amazon One Hour Reads bestseller list. Um, and you can actually, I think you can actually download it as a series. So you don't have to, mm-hmm. to, and it's in Kindle Unlimited. So to save your 20 options, you can download the series. So you still have other books available. Don't be Becky and download <laughs>
0: each individual one. <laughs> don't be Becky.
2: I did that like for the first three books. And then I found, I think I found the series on that one. <laughs>
0: Those were delightful. Is that a new
2: thing because I have never
1: seen that before?
0: Well, if the author packages it as a oh, Yeah. Okay. I got has as a package it box set. Okay, Leah, what's your book of the week?
1: My book of the week is actually a new release by Jessica Marin. It is called Half of My Heart. It is book 4 in her Let Me In series. Now this one book one was written back in 2018 and it was strictly from the heroine's point of view. And Jessica recently decided that she was going to give us Cal's point of view. So this is his version of the story. Um, it was very good. It's a secret baby, Hollywood norm romance. He's British. She's a little hesitant to love. They didn't, they had like a tawdry week of sex and then they go their separate ways and things happen and then they part and it's I think it's like four years later, and he finds out that he is a daddy. And it doesn't always go so well. But it's very good. She writes a really good book. I like her books. I like yeah. the, her writing style. Yeah. So you should okay. you should read that. And you do not have, to, I have not yet read Jenna's point of view. So you don't have to read that to,
0: to read this, to okay. enjoy the story. Good to know. What is Good your
1: book of the week?
0: <laughs> watch, oh <my> God. watch <laughs> me unravel by Julia Wolf because I am still doing rock star research. Eventually I
2: will build a band But for now, eventually, I will get on the bandwagon
1: about this book since she started it. This is what's happening. It's very good.
0: We all know that I get a little frustrated with second chance romance. Sometimes it just Mm -hmm. doesn't make sense the reason they're apart. And in a rock star second chance, it usually has to do with cheating like 90% of the time. This does not. This is not cheating. This is they had a one night stand when she was 16 and he was 18 they were both high schoolers but 16 18 and the condom broke and she got pregnant and he was just starting on his rock star career and this is it's actually fast forward 15 years the daughter is 15 years old she has had an accident and broken her leg he leaves the middle of his tour to go home to his daughter um while she heals, and it's them coming to terms with the choices they've made over the last fifteen years, and this reconnection, and you know they're still very attracted to each other, but they were never a couple, and they were never in love. So I don't know if it is second chance. I mean, is that second chance?
1: Well, I mean, sort of. I don't
0: because know. They, do they have a
1: connection like when they?
0: Sex, no, in the it... book, no. She pursued him. She was a bad girl. She was the stereotypical Catholic girl that was rebelling against her very rigid old I school call a chance, Catholic then. parents. So that she pursued one-night stand. She pursued the bad boy across the street who she thought was handsome.
1: Wow. We see how that turned out
0: and he scratched an itch so you know it's good highly recommend and then it so. i love julia wolf and i love her rock stars so um i'm all in and this is in her color me blue rock star series group so and i liked book one so anyway
1: wait is this stone cold notes book two no is this
0: no 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 stone cold notes was actually book two falling in reverse wow. was book one and that is in I can't remember what the name of that band is.
1: That's Damn not important man. to me. I just wondered if they were to. No, that this
0: one. is the, actually this band, the color me blue band is the band that owns the record label. Oh, that stone cold notes for stone cold notes and that the heroine in stone cold notes works for. Okay. So. Anyway, I love me a rock. Star, I may have to give this one a try. It's good. It's good. And I, know, sexy. I just,
1: I have a hard time with rock stars anyway because you're reading so, the
0: wrong ones read the good ones with me yes
1: i don't read any of them because lauren rowe writes
0: some of the best rock stars out there okay Pierced a ha- sister,
1: you haven't steered me wrong Bookwise yet,
0: right? <laughs> Lifewise, it's a whole different.
1: Thing. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay, so our Discord June reading discussion is going to be June fifteenth, and we are reading kyan's Focus* by Misty Walker. It's part of the Briggs fairy Bay Small Town series from her and Kay Webster. Um, we will be discussing this live on our disc in our Discord channel. what is Discord nine?
0: Oh, I think it was supposed oh. to be nine PM. <gasps>
1: okay at 9 p.m eastern standard time in the lgbtq plus channel
0: yes so it was voted on the community wanted a a queer romance so i went with um this series this briggs fairy bay briggs fairy bay small town romance that
1: you had a lot of trouble in typing this little section because i really see his name
0: oh (laughs) mistry that's a name apparently um okay listen stop it patreon update we appreciate our patreon supporters and would not be able to bring you this podcast without them we are currently sitting at 39 patreon members if we hit three more patreon members we will have the most epic of giveaways uh, Leah and I have been throwing back and forth which author and which swag you guys are going to get. It mm-hmm. is going to be so, so, so good. Um, well, so, but honestly,
1: um, when of our giveaways, not good
0: there. We really have good giveaways. We give good stuff. We do. Yes, we do. Um, so if you are interested in supporting the podcast, please go over and join us on Patreon, uh, we will then our big goal is 500 patrons that would give us enough money for uh leah and i to be employed via the podcast so that could be our full focus in life we could
1: get paid instead of just doing this because we love it
0: right and it would make our husbands a little happy if we brought money into the into the family a little bit bit. um okay so i have no idea what we're talking about next time
1: we do not because we had a plan
0: we don't have a plan here's the problem we we did i was grumpy in march i was grumpy in (laughs) april and i would not commit and schedule anything in june but july lined itself up without me having to really work to schedule things like
1: well in august August kind of did too
0: no we have one thing right now in august oh no don't say that that's it and it's (laughs) june you were no but part of the problem was
1: becky was grumpy and she's like we're not scheduling june like she refused to schedule anything yeah. because we had to focus on other things. And then and then it was May. And, and then we were still May. not scheduling June.
2: Um, guess what? It's June 3rd. Yeah. No, and we But don't I'm saying, know- like
1: once once it was May, we still didn't schedule June. And now that it's June, we're kind of screwed.
0: Yeah. And we really don't have because June is not scheduled. And it's June. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know what we're talking about next time. So you absolutely want to tune in next time and see what we bring you. (laughs) It'll be here's the other problem. June is a crazy month for me personally. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of big things in our life in June, and there's a lot of, you know, past heartache in June. And June is that month where I'm just kind of like, I want to just be in the moment, and I'm not real great at being in the moment, so.
1: I mean, you're great at anyway. being in the moment, but it doesn't work when we have a podcast to do. It
0: doesn't when we're supposed to be scheduling people and topics. And anyway, if you have an idea for an episode, send us an email. Yeah, we could we use that. Up.
1: That we would could. be good. I mean, I could just talk about novellas for another hour. But
2: well, wasn't were... Leah going to um, match people? That's <laughs>
1: true. I can match your kink next week.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> okay carolina thank you so much for joining us for this novella discussion as always <laughs> we <went> appreciate completely <laughs> you completely off the rails so it's so much yeah. tonight like i, I think like this was so be, like
2: condomate. most of- no but
1: i think tonight was worse
2: than normal hey i was here for it i enjoyed it it was great thank well, you so we, much for we having were, me we were delighted to have you
0: yeah we were um i just feel like like maybe mike burrier should be editing things out for us i don't know no no because do
1: you realize what kind of good out of context quotes jenny's gonna get this week
0: so many good ones so many good ones you know like it's my kink
1: (laughs) i'll match your kink.
0: kink such an out of context clue anyway anyway until next time everyone happy reading everybody
1: find us on instagram at buzzing about romance or on twitter at buzzing romance if you like the podcast please leave a review if you'd like to support us directly join the bookcase and coffee patreon and receive exclusive content only available to patreon members check out bookcaseandcoffee.com for our on-the-shelf show notes